Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist. And I'm a trailblazing marketing executive. And we sound kind of full of ourselves, but together we're hosting a brand new podcast. To help us look beyond our pandemic present. It's called Back to Biz. With Katie and Bose. Each week we'll interview the leaders and big thinkers in industries from tech and education. To fashion and pop culture. To find out how they're adjusting to this new way of life. Listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your favorite shows. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. I am Naomi, and we are a real-life couple, a real-life couple of comedians. <laughs> and on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show, where we have comics do sets together about their relationships. And sometimes, we have guests in the studio. Love that hook, by the way. And on Couples Therapy, on Couples Therapy, ooh, yeah. Um, I thought you were going to do the harmony to that. You know I can't couples therapy. You know I can't do harmonies. I'm a soloist. <laughs> um, today we uh, have Destiny's grandchild. 
We have a very fun episode for you today. We have special guest Jane Levy here in the studio answering your questions. Now, you might know Jane Levy from her work as an actress on shows like Suburgatory, Castle Rock, and the new Netflix show What If, and movies like The Pretenders and don't breathe. Man, so I first encountered Jane. This was I was like uh, a little nervous because uh, I like Suburgatory a lot. We watched Castle Rock, you and me, Naomi. We didn't sing we did not sing her our song, The Only Black Man in Castle Rock. And I think that was good. I think that was good <laughs> that we did. That was a smart move on our part. So yeah. <laughs> but so uh we talked to her a little bit about relationships. We answered some advice questions. Guys, if you're in a car, strap yourselves the fuck in. It's going to be a fun one. If you're not in a car, go buy a seatbelt <laughs> at a Pep Boys. And strap yourself into wherever you're sitting. You at a desk at work? Strap, strap yourself, yourself in. in. <laughs> you're you on do- a park bench? Strap, strap yourself, yourself in. in. You're doing the dishes at home? Strap, strap yourself, yourself in. in. <laughs> hey, before we get to the episode, though, a little bit of housekeeping. Now, you know, Naomi and I do some live shows. We got a plethora of them coming up. The next one is here in Los Angeles this Saturday, July 6th at the Virgil. We got Janet Varney. We got Charlotte Lauriston. We got Asif Ali. Who else? Anyone else? Tons of people. So get those tickets at CouplesTherapyPod.com. We'll be in New York, too, in August. Thursday, August August 1st, we'll be at Union Hall. We're doing two shows, 7.30 and 10 p.m. No excuse to miss it. We're putting together some good lineups. We got Dulce Sloan from The Daily Show, Gene Gray, an amazing rapper. Ooh, baby. With Joyelle Johnson and some other good people coming together. So, yeah. Uh, if you want tickets, again, CouplesTherapyPod.com. And the next day, we'll be in Philly. So, that's uh, August 2nd at Good Good Comedy Theater. 8.30 p.m. We're doing live couples therapy. It's going to be a little funky, a little different. It's going to be a fun time, though. You can also catch me right after that show doing an hour of stand-up. We'll be in, honestly, we're like, it's Andy's hometown is basically what I call Philly. Yes. So. so if you live in the city of brotherly love, come on out. Do not throw D batteries at us, <laughs> but come on out. Naomi and I will probably go up early so Naomi can have a cheesesteak for the first time. I've never had one, and I think it's time. Yes, we'll go to South Street. Or... It'll be fun to be bloated on stage. <laughs> like what I, the best part of comedy is when you're bloated. You guys, you can also, again, after that, we will be doing our show again in L.A. Saturday, August 10th. Another dope lineup. And again, CouplesTherapyPod.com. While you're on the website, you can also sign up for our Patreon. When you do a Patreon, you get two bonus episodes, me and Andy. Usually we sit on the couch and we get into it. Where are we at emotionally? What have we eaten? What movies have we seen? There's so much to cover that we don't get to cover on the regular pod. So... Do it up. We got opinions, and we got jokes for you. <laughs> also, because today is an advice episode, you got to know. You can call in if you want and ask your own advice questions. You can write in. You can do whatever you You can contact us any way you want. If you email us, it takes a while for us to check the email. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Naomi, what's the call in line? Three, two, three. Five, two, four. Seven eight three nine. Yes, and you can also find that online. I think that's about all the housekeeping we need to go through. Anything else, Naomi? Nah. You trying to sell some uh, some uh, old high heels on eBay? (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think I am, Andy? You need to strap yourself in. (laughs) 
<laughs> we about to do a dope ass app with Jay Levy. Roll it. Do you do you go to solo I go to therapy? You go to solo. I got a solo. Do you like it? I mean, I just started again, like two weeks ago, three oh. weeks ago. After I'm going twice a week. Hello, get in there. <laughs> a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah, I like I like have the summer off and I thought like why don't I just jam pack it with therapy? <laughs> actually. And it's like I don't know. I don't like yeah, I, I like it. Is that healthy to like just save know. it all up for 3 months and then I don't know. I don't know, is it? I don't – it's interesting because I don't know – like, especially when you have a concerted, uh, concentrated amount of time, right? There's that feeling of, like, got to jam it in, got to make a change. And that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself for the summer. Totally. And also, like, isn't that, like, the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing in therapy? Or is therapy you're allowed to jam all you want or not jam because it's therapy so you can just – You're there to jam. You're there to jam. Wait, you said you took a break from it for how long? Um – a year, I think. Oh. Yeah. Just that's it? Yeah. Okay. That's not – so, okay. So, it wasn't like you you had some issues. You solved them when you were 18. No. And then you're like, I'm going to take a decade off. No. <laughs> I've gone on and off since I guess I was like, yeah, 18. Yeah. I don't know. Here, This is the thing. So, I uh, – five years ago, I started therapy. After was it only five? 2013. No. So, Six. So six-ish, yeah. okay? Yeah, about yes. six years ago. For it your was... first time ever. Yeah, yeah, first yes, time ever. Girl. At Naomi's behest. Behest. Uh, she was like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, what is behest? <laughs> <laughs> you... Desperate, repeated asking. <laughs> uh, yeah, nudging, uh, yeah. the Yiddish. Because uh, it's more than nudging. It's uh, like a poke in the side, like uh, 24 hours a day. Just, hey, why don't you go to therapy? Hey, Not 24 a hours a day, just whenever I saw you in a low moment. Sounds like love. <laughs> Honestly, Just a, a nudge, a poke in the side for twenty four yeah. hours a day. Yeah, I'm heightening it for the for humor's effect. All right, Andy, go ahead. That's the tough thing. That is the tough thing about doing trying to do this for comedy and also say serious words at the same time. Serious words, mm-hmm. uh, because the natural instinct is to heighten for the joke. But then you're like, am I selling out my lover for mm. a punchline? <gasps> Always. <laughs> Always. It's like literally what we do. It's sick and twisted. Um, but uh, so, but then when we moved out here, uh, I, I also felt, I felt like I'd gotten to the end with that therapist. She was great. But like, I felt like we kind of, now we need someone to like. Do you think she's listening? <laughs> Can I, I'll be honest. There was a worry in the back of my head. But if I didn't, if I did not add, she's great to that. She was <laughs> listening so nice and she'd be like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> You were a husk of a human when you came in here, and now you got full access to your emotional spectrum. I'm a miracle worker. So. So thank you. Yeah. To her. No, no. But she <laughs> was, thank you to her. But we, we, I feel like we did the work together, and then I moved out here, and I'm like, I'm doing okay. And then about six months in, uh, in this business for real, and I'm like, uh, I need a team. Word. <laughs> a team of therapists. Word, word, round the clock. Um, I woke up at four. I'm I'm terrible insomnia for lately. Yeah. For my listeners, you you'll think you'll hear us talking about this on multiple episodes, and be like, <laughs> they must have recorded that in a week. All those episodes. Nope. Nope. Naomi and I have been suffering from insomnia. Both of you. Oh yeah, oh, baby. Oh yeah, it's a whole thing. I find. 
I can, I guess I can fall asleep relatively quickly, maybe half an hour, but I'm going to wake up in two to three hours. And it's so crazy how immediate the thoughts come flooding in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like literally a conversation you had six years ago. We'll make your face hot. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like that will happen. Uh-huh. Do you have that? Do you have that emotional recall? Oh yeah, I talk to myself like suddenly in the middle of the day. I'll be like, "Oh, Jane, 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 Jane," because I'll just remember like something so embarrassing that I did the day before. It'll just like hit me. But I've had bouts of insomnia. It's the worst. Yeah. What do you do? Do you have? Did you have a way of handling I it? I take drugs if it's like really bad. Yeah, I yeah. take like anti-anxiety drugs, but I try to not take that a lot. Cause in general, I think. I'd rather not be taking pharmaceuticals. I mean, no judgment if anyone else does, but I. What are you doing? Well, Butrin, Abilify, Lorazepam, Clonopin. Yeah. You gotta go to bed, babe. <laughs> yeah. And you gotta go to bed. Yeah. I uh, I just had a Trader Joe's uh, cookie sandwich, uh, ice cream sandwich at four in the morning, <laughs> and then watched Legends of. Tomorrow? Tomorrow? Legends of Tomorrow. On the What's couch. Legends of Tomorrow? It's a CW superhero show. Oh, sick. So it's good for if you know you want to go to bed. <laughs> you just kind of focus and you go, okay, nothing matters. Um, yes. And now today is crazy. <laughs> are you, was there anything going on in particular when you were like, let me get back into therapy? Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> we told, by the way, just, just so that makes sense because I don't want that to come out of nowhere. Before we started, we told Jane, if there's anything you don't want to talk about, and then uh, uh, just say you don't want to. And then I said, just scream into the microphone. I don't want to talk about that. And she did. And she, did. she did. She did exactly <laughs> what we need to know. Fair. Fair. Respect. Except. Um, I'll you... share all my issues if you share all your issues. That's not fair. No. It's That's not. not fair. It's like I'll show you mine if, I sh- if you show exactly. me Exactly. But That's... the emotional version. Mm-hmm. The heart version, mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. creepy version. That's <laughs> creepy as an adult, <laughs> let alone a child. Um, are you in a relation? I am. Um, is it a good relation? How are you feeling? Where are you at with it? It's a very good relation. We've been together for seven and a half years. Seven and a half years? For the longest motherfucking time. I'm 29 years old. I've been with him since I was 21. Good Wait. lord. I know. That's yeah. You're, you're twi- so it spans your twenties. Yeah, so, your adulthood. Literally, yeah. your adult life has been with this person. Yeah, but so you're figuring it. You're, the the part of your adult life where you're figuring it out for real. <laughs> like if I all, all my twenties relationships, I why must you make me say yeah. it? Out you don't have to. Change. You can yell. I don't want to talk. Well, about I it. don't want to talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 35, honey. Emotionally 67. Mm. Just trying to get cast in my mid 40s. Okay, that's uh-huh. my personal journey. Mm. I think when I'm in my mid 40s, things are going to turn around for me, career wise, because that's my natural energy. You know what I mean? Well, sure. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, this is what I want to talk about, and it creates a weird tense moment in the group. But seven and a half years since you were 21, and are you living together? How long have you been doing that? Uh, like, basically, we moved in very... Within a year, so oh my god, what? okay, so, oh my goodness, <laughs> now you've got my interest peaked. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, uh, so intense from the beginning. Um. Well, he he is from and lived in New York, and to be together, he just was like, "Well, I want to come to L.A. because you live in L.A." And instead of getting his own place, he just moved into my place, and then the rest is history. 
<laughs> so so he's he's been through the ups and the downs. You guys know each other super well. Yes. You're, do you find it? I'm going to say this. And it maybe it's different because you guys have been together so long. Even around the same, same amount of time as you and I. We're nine and a half. Wow. But do you find it to be like, since you lived together so long, do you ever find yourself being like, it feels weird to have someone who knows me around all the time? You know, no. I don't ever <laughs> think about that. Do you? Yes. I find sometimes I'm like, I feel a little exposed, you know, like for someone around <laughs> for like every emotion I'm feeling. Yeah. Feels a little like something like, I, not that I want to be never single, but like, could you go away for 48 hours? So I could just be my worst. Yeah, I just, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm reminded of a couple things. Like, sometimes when I exercise in the house, afterwards he'll be like, I heard you, like, grunting in there. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, I really just let it all. I mean, that's not that bad. But, like, the other day I tried to learn line dancing, <clears throat> and he didn't dance, and he just, like, recorded me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I watched it afterwards, and I was like, ooh, I can do the body roll. And he was like, clearly that was your favorite part. And I was just like. <laughs> Oh, God, he knows every single little, he sees yeah. every, it's a little embarrassing sometimes, but. Yeah, I don't like playing the guitar around you. Because I say stop it? <laughs> <laughs> Not all the time, just when it's late. No, I don't like, there's something, anytime that there's a moment of vulnerability that I don't have control over. When you're playing mm. music, when you're doing, when you're, guys, when you're creating art. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm saying that ironically because I'm trying to cover up the reality of it. But like any, you don't have total control. You have like certain amount of control, but like the amount that your heart is open is not totally under your grasp. And so the other person is going to see something maybe that you didn't want them to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't like playing guitar around you. Oh. Also, like, what, you're not gonna. What do you, do you want to hear me play a a Wilco song? You don't really. <laughs> Not particularly, <laughs> not particularly, but you know, whatever you're into, but we share, but I feel like we both kind of cherish our alone time, you know, like I'll be like, he goes out, like maybe some people would be like, you're going out. I'm going to go out. No. If one of us is going out, the most beautiful thing the other person can do is stay in the house alone. Love that. Oh, in the house alone. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the, like, people are always like, how do you do it? Cause you know, we're both actors <clears throat> and we did, like spend a lot of time apart, and they're like, "How?" And I'm like, "That's the best part." <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> obviously, I, I, if you're listening, Thomas, I don't mean that. <laughs> but you know what? I, it's like it's it's we. What I mean by that is that we really get to have our own lives. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. when we're together, we're together, and it's fabulous. But I love being able to do my thing and having him do his thing. Yeah, and then I you come know. back with stories. It's uh, what do we say, Andy, from episode one? Gotta miss a bitch. Definitely gotta miss a bitch. Gotta miss a bitch. It's great to miss a bitch. Jane Levy said it. (laughs) That shit's official. I would be, honestly, I would be worried. What do you mean? If you, if, if two act, two actors, (laughs) you got one actor and one writer in this, in this thing. I, you, you going out, we. (laughs) Well, yeah, I couldn't get it out. I really. (laughs) We're creating, okay, look, we're creating a show based on us. And uh, because I'm not an actor, someone's playing me, and you're gonna have to smooch this person, Naomi. It's like already stressful for Andrew. And That's the sweet. Person. It is sweet, but I'm also like, you have no idea how little I want to kiss a stranger. Also, like <laughs> it in all of the times I've kissed the stranger, it's not a, it's not kissing a stranger. It really isn't. 
What do it's you mean? really what do you not. Mean? It's like it just doesn't. It doesn't feel like you're actually having an intimate, like, yeah. It at least for me. When Jeremy Sisto kissed the top of your head, it didn't feel. <laughs> it, did, it did feel fatherly. <laughs> you were, you were like papa. <laughs> it's funny. I wish maybe I got to think harder about this. Because <laughs> I got to think harder about that question. It was really hard. Um, I. I don't get – you know, it's so funny. My boyfriend actually just did a guest spot on my best friend's TV show, and they kissed. Whoa. I know, and it's so funny. It's so <laughs> funny for all of us, I think. It's funny for me. But, yeah, yeah. my literally, like, my best best friend, they had to, like, have a, a, a fake sex scene. Whoa. Oh, like a like – I mean, it was a, it's a network well, show, yeah, so it's yeah, not, not to see yeah. much. Yeah, but yeah. they you weren't there. I wasn't Video there. Village. <laughs> Staring at the monitor. No, like, I don't want to watch. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, like with a furrowed brow, being like, no, no. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so funny if, like, the one day you decide to come watch him work. Do you know what I mean? Like today, I'm interested. It's like Jesus. The but one it, day. The one day. It's like, oh no. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. I agree. Like, I mean, I've only had to do it a couple times in plays, where it's just like, there's nothing sexy about this. And you, we've interacted, like, I don't know, just like, it, yeah. it's just the way you kind of meet somebody, you know what I mean? Like, there are no sexy vibes, especially like, look, most of my stand-up is about your ass. I I am the least sexually appealing person out in these streets. <laughs> Come on, I'm, that can't be true. I'm not, honey, I'm sex negative. You know, some people are sex positive. I'm sex negative. I was watching that show Euphoria last night and they said sex negative and I was like, what is that? They did? Yeah. They were like, I'm not trying to be sex negative. And I was like, what's that? I'm literally trying to be sex negative. Okay. At all times. Okay. Let's <laughs> not even like get into it, shut the bodies down. Let's all nap together. That's what I'm That's doing. erotic for you, is a nap. Oh, who doesn't love a good, you know what my most romantic moment? An Italian meal. Something heavy and pasta based. Then you go home. You're too full to do much of anything. You take, you change into comfortable pants, and you sit on the couch. What else are we here for? By the way, listening to you say that, I'm like, it, it's, it was so intimate. Like I felt like you, <laughs> you were talking about something sexual. <laughs> you have a beautiful voice. Thank you so much. That is my idea of intimacy, and I think I'll be running with it. Have you thought about doing uh, audio <laughs> like erotic novels? Yes, except I think I would say all the sexual stuff with derision. And then he I mean? touched her butt. Touched her butt? What are these novels, Andy? I Look, I don't know Jane that well. I'm not going to, like, say something explicit in front of her for the joke. Jane, before we go off I the rails look, here. No, hold on. Hold <laughs> on. What did you want me to say? We've met once before you, this. Andy, why are you trying to start a fake fight in front of company? <laughs> Jane got her goddamn I coffee. And she is like, I will watch this go I, down. I, I know you from television. I've seen you on, on TV many times before. But the, I find I find this it I find these interactions yeah. as someone who primarily uh, enjoys fiction. I find meeting the people who I know their characters. Yeah, I find this strange. I I I don't know if you do. Do you find you you were in a gosh darn show with Sissy Space? Like I don't does it or Jeremy Sisto? I would have thought of him as like his six feet under character. You know, I never is, watched Six Feet Under. It's okay. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen so, it either. Safe space. No shit. Look. Safe space. Guys, it's okay. peak TV. No shame. <laughs> but like... But back then it wasn't. We I confuse fiction and reality all the time. So I just find... <laughs> I don't mean that in like I'm not... No, I know, but I'm also like... 
is it a tumor? But, um, <laughs> but it's also like, I understand what you're saying, though. I do. I do. Naomi, it's not a tumor. I still do the thing in L.A. I'm an actor. I've also lived here for almost 10 years. I should know better. But every single time I see a fucking famous person, I'm like, oh, no, no. I know them. And then I, like, approach them. And I'm like, we've met before. <laughs> still. All yeah. the time. And yeah. I still don't. So I understand mixing fiction with reality. My brain just, like, we... This is uh, the this phrase is just like it feels very Los Angeles. But I saw Bob Odenkirk at Sugarfish, <laughs> and I. <laughs> That's like the beginning of your poem. That's like the first line of the poem. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I nodded and waved. At, like my brain just immediately, and I'm just like, you don't know him. Was he I'm mad like, at you? What? Was he not mad at you for waving to him? No, he just like he nodded back. But I'm but the minute I did that, my brain was like, that's a person you've seen on TV for 15, 20 years. Not a person that you are friends with. Yeah. Happens. I think I'm friends with characters if I get really deep into the thing. Like, I've been watching Drag Race. (laughs) I think that they're my friends. I know. I mean, that's a deep fantasy. (laughs) That could probably happen for you. We got to get you on as a judge. Oh, my God. And then you can hang out and be friends. Oh, my God. What are you, a manager? (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just trying to help her dream come true. God damn it! I'm like, well, anyway, this the point. Happen. This all goes back to I'm not going to say something explicit in front of you, okay? So I'm sorry, Naomi. I'm sorry that the joke had to have been. Uh, he, then he touched her butt. Okay, we gonna take a break and let Andy come down from this nonsense because he owns some shit. Okay, we'll see you in a hot minute. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host the Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room, and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music, too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. And we're back. I think Andy done got his shit together. Uh, I can't be uh, sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, he caressed her. I need you to not. I don't want to talk about that. Was that not a good callback? I shouldn't have done it, huh? Jane, we're really in our heads today. This is what happens like when we don't sleep. I mean, obviously, we've told you where we're at emotionally on 10 kind of levels. Where are you at emotionally? You know, you said you, you came in, you were like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Mm-hmm. You seem very, like, emotionally well-balanced. Wow. If only you knew what was going on on the inside. <laughs> Dish girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, when I don't sleep, I'm fucking insane. Yeah. Like, I have I have compa- empathy for you guys right now. If you guys didn't sleep last night, I I become fully paranoid. I was actually listening to This American Life this morning, and there was this guy who's he was diagnosed with bipolar, but also um, I don't know. He has these manic episodes where he fully like hallucinates, and mm. and he is set off by not sleeping. Like that's the number one thing that'll set up his set off his episodes. And I, I I'm I don't have bipolar, but uh, I when I don't sleep, I become pretty. Crazy, <laughs> like a like a a toddler with emotional issues yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I think everybody's against me. Oh God, that's not good. I know. Oh, that's the space Naomi's living in normally. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Just because everyone hates me doesn't mean they're against me. <laughs> just just a general dislike, but they're not going to do anything about it. <laughs> I just got back from like a vacation, so oh, so you're chill. I'm chill. Yeah, 
Someplace, what, what was the, what's your vacation, what's your vacation vibe? Are we talking cabin in the woods? Are we talking a beach moment? It was kind of both. I'm from Northern California and I went to West Marin. Do you guys know what that Mm-mm. is? It's like, it's like farmland hills meets okay. the water and I was up there with my best friend and I was up there with my boyfriend and we just, it was really, really nice. My family was there. It was the same best friend whose TV show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this scenario <laughs> and Andy's inability to process it. <laughs> Um, so you're close to your family? That, like, you would hang out with them on a vacay? Well, I went <laughs> up there. I mean, the answer is yeah. But, like, I, when I was saying that out loud, I, I was like, I wonder if everyone's idea of, like, a nice vacation is being with their family. Probably not. But it was, like, it was, like, a nice balance where I was with my family, which was lovely. And then we also, like, had our own place to stay. And I just, like, honestly, I slept a lot. That's why you're on cloud fucking nine. I know. You Hello? guys need to get some sleep. I feel like you're rubbing it in our faces. I'm not rubbing it in your faces. I'm just sitting here to- Her eyes are bright <laughs> as fuck. Make no. eye contact. I just w- wish for you guys sleep. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank yeah. you for your energy. You're welcome. Do you want to answer some advice questions? I'm ready. Jane, are you ready to help people get their life? Yeah, but I'm scared that it's like that- I'm, mm-hmm, I'm good. <laughs> no, speak your fear into the universe. I'm scared <laughs> that uh, I would say something that- you know, wouldn't wouldn't actually be helpful. Well, luckily they're not here. Okay, <laughs> so you don't have to worry. This is a safe space, too. Okay, and yeah, and I think it's like you know, and I'm constantly. What did I say in my email to you? I'm like, honey, we are not licensed. We don't know what we're doing. I, I, I love that you said that you were gonna be like Oprah. This is my favorite thing to do: is just make declarative statements about people's lives. I've had five years of therapy. I feel like that's. That's as much as... Honey, that makes you a statement, not an Oprah. Okay, start it! Um, my boyfriend is broke, and it's making my quality of life not very fun. Um, W-W-C-T-Do-D. All right. What? W-W-C-T-Do? What, what would couples, couples therapy, therapy do? do? Oh, <laughs> wow. What, yeah. I'm into it. Honestly, like, that whole voicemail was a mood. You know what I mean? It was no, like, it was like... <laughs> it like started with a heavy sigh. That's true. My boyfriend is broke. Oh, ooh, girl. Uh, well, let's let's start with you. Okay. I know Naomi probably has a lot of things to say. I have one thing to say, which is that everybody has issues with money, even rich people. And I have like heard rich, rich, rich motherfuckers in relationship complaining about their partner's contribution monetarily and I'm always like this is something that I hear across the board whether someone is rich or not and I mean like if your boyfriend's broke but he loves you a lot and he treats you really well and he's like tries to contribute as much as he can I say stop complaining oh okay Jane Levy coming through (laughs) coming through not mincing them words girl (laughs) I have diamonds my Boyfriend only has sapphires. It's quite a conundrum. I mean, sometimes you can contribute things that aren't isn't money, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would also say, you know, with this one again, this triggers sa- this triggers stuff for you because when we first met, I was unemployed. Yeah, I'd moved to New York, and then two weeks later, the economy crashed. Mm. Two thousand eight. Well, also, Fuck. wasn't it like you lost the gig you were supposed to have? Yeah, I was supposed to. A yeah. friend uh, worked at a. Uh, 
what do you what I don't know what they call this business, but basically they did they wrote due diligence reports on hedge fund managers. What does it even mean? I mean, me, my eyes like rolling back in my skull, <laughs> me being like, hey, what's a head fund? A hedge fund? Okay. <laughs> any, any schmo can start a hedge fund, apparently. Really? I think yes. Ha- unless, okay. You gotta, got, you gotta have some cash and connections, baby. We, we should start a hedge fund, guys. We should start a hedge fund. Oh my God. Right now? Oh. Yeah, like right now. Oh my God. We On the mic. Totally start a hedge fund. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so cute? It would be cute. It would be so cute to start a hedge fund. So you didn't get you doing. I mean, it was like so. Eight yeah, yeah. So I moved to New York, and then the economy crashed, and that job because it was like some you know finance connected job evaporated. Yeah, yeah. which is good because I, I would just have written a report. This guy is trash. <laughs> Those would have been your due diligence. No matter, yeah. No matter what, actually, I found out about the person. Well, I think the question is too. With this, like, my boyfriend is broke. You know, I usually people ask questions, and I just have twenty follow ups because the question would then be like. Is this permanent? You know what I mean? Like, was this person broke when you met them? Or are they having a hard time at the moment? Mm-hmm. So and, you mean, is, it, is this person a hobo and a forever hobo? Right. But also, if you got with the hobo knowing he was a hobo, you can't be sad now. He always had a can of beans. You know what I'm saying? So This like, bitch always had a can of beans. <laughs> always had a can of beans. I'm like, I'm like, so, but then also, you know, if it's temporary, you have to be patient. I mean- I remember for me what was tough in the early days, like those first like eight months, it wasn't like oh buy me things, because like, even now like I don't like I don't need stuff and it's like it's not, it's more that I found and I feel like I don't know because you said you've heard a lot of people talk about this and I I'm curious to know if they're women because I feel like we were we we're so conditioned to think a man likes you especially in the early days by how much time they spend with you and how much money they spend on you. Mm. And so it's kind of like, well, is he taking you out or is, you know, doing the things that, that means he likes you. Right. Right. And I think what I was afraid of in those early months was I don't, I didn't mind like watching a movie and hanging out. I mean, hello, I told you about my room, my most romantic evening. You know what I mean? So it's not like that, but I was afraid that I was like, does he like me or am I just like convenient? Cause I'm the, I'm the girl who will come over and sit in the apartment. You know what I mean? And I think that, as you said, Jane, if this guy's like showing you he cares in ways that, you know, are satisfying to you and tangible in ways that don't involve money, then you should be good. Mm. Don't you think? I mean, how did you? How did You're you good feel? at this. It's like literally I'm impressed. all I want to do. Thank you so much. Yeah. Too lazy to get a degree, but enjoy doing it this way. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, this is what Sounds I would like do. Sounds like you got to skip that process. It's great. Thank you so much. Um, how did you feel? I mean, like, you know, the, how did you feel? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing not being able to buy you the things you want. <laughs> Don't say it like that. I'm like walking around being like, give me a pony. <laughs> a shit. I want an when emerald. we first got together, all Naomi was like, <laughs> if you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. 
as the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I had always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out. But the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. MeUndies got style for everyone, from all-black classics to fun, expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable. And it's giving casual, but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got in the new t-shirt shop. You love me. You will get me a pony. <laughs> wow, and sexy. I will. Sexy. <laughs> sexy, sexy pony. And I. Oh, yeah. No, she said sexy pony. I left that out. <laughs> now that you brought it in, she wanted it like, uh, you know, people who get like uh, makeup tattooed on them. She wanted it to have like eyeliner tattooed on it and like a really uh, uh, pretty lacy saddle. Mm-hmm. 
Jane, don't indulge him. <laughs> when it goes off the rails, you call him out and you shut it down. Okay? <laughs> you if, are safe to do that in this room. If y'all fucking yes anded me, that would have turned into a fucking gem. <sighs> anyway, the the point is it's not it's not like you're I'm not psyched about it. You know, when uh when I'm able to pay my, you know, like buying dinner for you the other day. I'm just like, this feels good. I'm going to dinner. I'm at, a, at a nice restaurant. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I uh, guess sometimes money can also like people. Money can represent things that aren't money. Yep. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like if you're feeling resentful that, you, like, I it's basically what I said before. But if you're feeling like they're not contributing, contributing, and in, in some ways. You might start like blaming it on the money thing because that's the easiest mm-hmm. place, you know. Also, I feel like people do, uh, even in families and stuff, like equate money with love. Like I think about like the the thing that happens a lot, which is really sad when like a grandparent dies and then like the siblings all like fight over money and then never talk to each other ever again. And I mm-hmm. think usually that has to do with like not getting love from their parents, right? And they feel like if they got the spoon that was the special spoon from their dad, that means that they were like loved by their, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> I feel, yeah. No, no, please go. I don't know. I, for some reason, I'm, I'm, because I'm, I'm, I've had these, co- weirdly had this conversation with some friends recently and it's always like, it's al- always people who can, they all can afford everything. It's not mm-hmm. like they're actually like, so I don't know exactly what's right. going on in this situation. Like if like they're really struggling and that's also, that's, but I just, I, I feel like this comes up in couples no matter what. Right. At some yeah. point in every couple. No. Right. But I think you're, I mean, I think you're, you know what you said, you're like, it's money's, it's not the money. I think a lot of times I know for me, I have a lot of issues around, a safety net and feeling like I have enough mm. and not enough. Again, it's not about mm-hmm. the fancy trip or like getting me the thing. It's more like I'm afraid that if I were to be sick, I would not be able to pay a medical bill. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I like I want to have like this like baseline, you know? Yeah. And so I think, but as you said, like that's not about money. It's like a fear of be- it's about not being taken care of, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And so that's what that kind of triggers. And then it's true. It's like money's the easiest thing to point to. Mm-hmm. And in a capitalist society, when all <laughs> relationships are commodified, exactly, indeed, you know, and yeah, then even love and sex becomes a oh god, becomes some kind of uh, embodiment of capitalism. Okay, my little DSA member, get your <laughs> membership card, bitch. Yeah. So to this lovely listener who asked, what would CT do? It all comes down to your personal threshold. If you really can't take this and this doesn't seem to be a temporary situation and it seems like this lack of money is making your partner not a good partner, which isn't always the case, you may have to go. That don't mean a broke man ain't a good man. For everybody else listening, (laughs) that's not what it is. But it's like if you can't take it, if you really don't have the patience for it or this person is behaving in ways that don't make you feel taken care of, then maybe this person ain't for you. A broke man is not hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. That's that's our hard take. Next question, Andy. All right. This is an email. This comes to us anonymous. Anonymous by email. We get... Did, what's vo- the email address? Did they make up an email address? No, oh, we shouldn't out them. They, uh, <laughs> 
They, uh, well, I also, I just cut and pasted into another file, so I can't tell you for sure. Good. I'll tell you off mic. I'll find out. <laughs> you can write them. You can write them and be like, actually, I have I additional you. thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we get, we get DMs on Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> email, voicemails. Hey, Andy. Hey, Naomi and Andy. I love your show so much. You're so funny and charming every week. I love, I just when, you, to, I love when you include the compliment. I just want to keep the, the compliment. Question. Uh, I have a relationship advice scenario for you too. And three. Uh, recently, my boyfriend and I have decided to take a break in our relationship. It was a tough decision, but we're at a point in our relationship where we could each use some space to work on ourselves. It will last two or three months, and we will continue to have limited contact throughout that period. We've been very clear and communicative about what we each expect out of the break and the boundaries and guidelines that we will follow, and we truly love each other. We've done everything we can so that we can be successful and we expect to resume our relationship happily after some time apart. But of course, there's always a chance that we will go our separate ways in the end. Although I believe that this is the right move for us, the general consensus seems to be that taking a break in a relationship is just prolonging a breakup. Mm. I was wondering if the two of you had any insight or opinion on the issue as you are known proponents of keeping healthy space in a relationship. Hashtag gotta miss a bitch. That was my addition, not them. <laughs> not them. So, yes. Huh. Jane, what do you think? Jane is taking it in. There's, yeah. <laughs> I need the listeners to know that Jane has a look on her face where she is trying to literally untangle this knot. This emotional Gordian nut. <laughs> it sounds to me like these are two people who are being clear with themselves and with each other about what they need. And that, to me, sounds healthy. And I think – I have, like – I have some big ideas about relationships in general. Give Please. it to me. This is what it's for. One is, like, <laughs> the the <clears> – this idea of, like, finding the right one doesn't – make sense to me. I think that every person is different on planet Earth. And every, so then in turn, every every couple, every group of two people is going to be different, you know? And it's like for us to all, like to be obsessed with this idea that you're going to find that one that's the right one, it doesn't like compute in my brain. It's like if you like the one you're in, you like the one you're in. And if you don't, you don't. <laughs> you guys are like. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. And and so I I feel like when she's saying like, maybe she, I don't know, they are saying um, that having a, a break is just prolonging a breakup. How the hell does anyone know? It's like. Yeah. It's they're 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 being like they're like speaking the truth right now. And they're doing this thing. And like literally how could any of us know if they, they were going to get back together? Okay. Oh, because I was. Do you know what there is? There, it's this. There's um. In my head, there's this uh. Cult, what I call cultural bro voice, which is. Wow, I'm so excited to find out what that is. <laughs> which is this kind of like uh the the spirit of toxic masculinity mm-hmm. that because I grew up in American culture just got implanted. It's the super ego, really. Like my super ego is not my parents. It's cultural bro voice. It's like, why aren't you like, uh, slamming those weights more, bro? Why aren't you uh? <laughs> Why aren't you dominating your woman, bro? Like it's that kind of voice, and I, 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 I ignore it obviously because I'm a, yeah, a nice man. But, uh, but it's there. I think there's also this kind of like I, um, cultural couple 
voice. Yeah, I think right. there's a thing right. of like of course of what we all think a couple is supposed to be. But doesn't that like just suck all the fun out of your personal relationship? Yeah, I, I, it's the same way. <laughs> but the same way, the people that just like that don't discern the super ego cultural bro voice from themselves and then go around like. Uh, yelling at women on the street, like and cat probably calling. having bad sex. Right, exactly. And probably. then being like, "Why does no one like me?" Uh, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. And you're just like, "Well, it's the same way if you if cultural couple voice, whatever." Right. Like, and it's like, ugh, American couples, like whatever the like the average is of American couples in America, uh, American couples in the 21st century has to be gross. Because well, what like, do you mean when you say the average? What do you mean if you took like, all the couple? If you like the the you know. Um, hey, what do you want to do tonight? Go to Applebee's? Like that idea of like the sounds great to me, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like the the what I what I take to be like growing up in suburban Pennsylvania. Right. Of like, well, this is what a couple is. And the then, basicness. And you mean I, like yes. yeah, like what seems like the basic baseline. And then I get out on the world, I'm like, oh, every couple's different. And there isn't just this kind of like um white space average of <laughs> couples in the in the United States. And but I think that voice is in all of our heads and why aren't we more like this? To the degree that you, you could ignore it. I have like the, maybe this sounds like I don't know how this is going to sound, but my <laughs> relationship with my partner is so special to me. Like it is probably one of the most special things in my life that I'm like why would I ever try to shove this special thing into something that looks like someone else's thing that literally has nothing to do with them. With anyone else, with, it just yeah. has nothing to do with my love for this person or the my their love for me. Like it just doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Here's the thing, though. Here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna counterpoint both of you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what I think, what the part that, and again, it can, as you said, you guys are both right that relationships look different ways, and the 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 road to happiness and comfort is not all the same road for everybody, but. This idea of like we're gonna break up to work on ourselves. Hmm. I'm always a little wary. Damn, you are so good at this. <laughs> I am wary when you can, when you are with somebody that you don't feel you can work on yourself around. That in order to be kind of selfish and you know that, that time that you need, that person has to be gone. Mm-hmm. Because as you because you and I, you know, as this person said too, like we're proponents of distant like. But I don't need you to like. Yeah. I don't need to eat, pray, love. Like I don't need to pack a bag. We work to go on an internal journey around and handle, each other. Yeah, or be like, okay, I can't talk today. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like it's. So I'm just I. So that's why I wonder. Like if you have yeah. to take three months. I mean, limited contact. So it's not like no contact though. Obviously, still. The only things connect. I don't want to do around you are play guitar and poop. And honestly, that's exactly what I don't want you to do around me. Yeah. So it works out. We're on the same page. <laughs> One of my of favorite couples, my friend, my, my friends who have a relationship, which I just really, um, I just love them and I love how they treat each other and how they exist in life together. They broke up yeah. for a long time and got back together and. That's what they needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not the thing because the other question I would ask too how old are these people? You know what I mean? Because right. I do think there is something to be said for like being 23, being 24. You know, those right. ages like when you first get out in the world and are literally trying to be like, who am I in this? 100%. So I'm like, I get if you got to, you know, break away. Yeah. But I, mean, I do. What do you think, Ian? Well, I was going to ask, do you mind if I ask, 
you and Tom, I mean, you, you guys are together for most of your 20s. Mm-hmm. That's kind of when you're like figuring out who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Were you able to figure that? Is he older than you? Were you able to figure that stuff out around each other? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. We're still happy. But you had some built, but you also had some built in separation, as you said, by virtue of the work. Right. Right. Like you get to go kind of do your thing and be yourself without this person. Mm -hmm. Either if you're like away, away, or just like the 12 hours a day you're working. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I feel, yeah. It's tough because I do, like, on your side, Jane, I want to say that, like, yeah, look, we, we put this cultural couple voice and say, like, well, if they have to be apart from each other, yeah, then they're yeah. in trouble. Right. Which is not necessarily the truth. That's but then true. on the other side, if you can't figure out who you are around the other person, maybe there is some trouble there. Look, I'm torn between both of you guys. But I'm saying, like, but also now it's funny because even you see that, I'm like, maybe you guys are right. And I'm <laughs> being old school. Because I, I mean, because I don't know. Because there are definitely times when, like, I fantasize about, like, it's like so dumb. What's but this? Like, <laughs> well, you'll love my fantasy. Like, literally, like, being in a... Okay, did you, either of you, see The Holiday? Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, where they switch apartments? Shit. Either way, I'm obsessed with Kate Winslet's, like, little country cottage in this movie. And so I have a fantasy of just, like, I'm gonna go off to a country cottage by myself. I'm in the grass. (laughs) And just literally, like, in my fantasy, it's, like, two weeks alone in a country cottage. And, of course, in my fantasy, I'm writing and being productive. (laughs) But, like... Sometimes I do think I'm like just and again that's like that's not attached to dating a person having someone else around it's like literally to be by myself and look after 48 hours maybe the walls will come closing in <laughs> but I would just I just cuz I think it's like the temple of doom Exactly <laughs> but I do think about what that would be just because you and I Andy especially since moving here like we're together all the time Oh yeah what so- our version of it is not it's it's not good for the relationship like we really are we have to find you can't be around each other all the time either like there's no (laughs) right yeah maybe apart for like many months isn't great but also like 24 hours (laughs) of of the other person isn't great either and we we do try to find ways to like even if i don't have to leave the apartment i will leave the apartment to give you some space yeah vice versa so okay honestly now i'm coming down on you know what Fuck the haters. Y'all are on a damn journey. You will figure it out. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong. We're working on you. It taking some time. Naomi, fix your life. I, I Honestly, you guys changed me. So I want to thank you guys for opening me up to another side of things. You're welcome. Hey, let's take a break and then we'll answer another question. Hi, guys. I'm Katie Lowe's, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib a show that helps women navigate the big shifts which motherhood can bring. This season, you'll hear from resilient mamas like actress Gabrielle Union, thought leaders like author of the New York Times bestseller Untamed, Glennon Doyle, and experts like prenatal and postpartum clinical psychologist Dr. Alyssa Berlin. We get candid about our experiences and share resources for everything parenting. Endometriosis and surrogacy, divorce and blended families, emotionally preparing for postpartum, Katie's Crib is covering it all. For a dose of comfort and community with those who understand the struggles and the joys of raising tiny humans, subscribe now for brand new episodes every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And 
we're back sitting here with Jay Levy, who honestly we've taken on an emotional journey. <laughs> she came in with some coffee. The cup is damn near empty. She done watched us bicker. Andy went on a whole rigmarole. How you feeling, Jay? I feel good. You feeling good, feeling great? I'm feeling good, feeling great. All right. We got another question. <laughs> All right. This is another voicemail. It's, it's uh, a little long, but I edited it down. <laughs> oh, God. It's 12 minutes. No, I'm kidding. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hey, Andy and Naomi, oh my god, I'm such a big fan. So, uh, my question is, I am in a relationship for over a year and like a year and a half. It's a wonderful gentleman of mine. And I was really looking to get into love, but we came together and just been amazing. He's been such a breath of fresh air compared to past relationships and He's a little older. I'm 31. He's 48. But um, I don't think that gets in the way too much. Um, so basically the issue is we have been together for a year and a half and we have not had sex yet. So basically he, he said that he has some erectile dysfunction issues he's going through and he's trying to see the doctor to get sick. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm a man. You're a man. I understand stuff happens, whatever you're a little older, not that that means that it's guaranteed that's going to happen, but, you know, whatever. But that was a while ago, and he has yet to give me any more updates. When I ask about it, he doesn't say, he doesn't really want to talk about it. He doesn't want to, doesn't seem interested. Kissing is nice, but uh, can we get some type of intimacy? Um, my therapist is like, oh, you know, maybe guys can look into an open relationship. I'm like, nah, I'm not into that, you know. I don't want to be a sister wife or not like that. But I don't know what to do. What do you guys advise? I don't want to leave him. I love him a lot, but uh, really with like a sensual touch. You know, we don't have to have like full on down and dirty, but at least like ravish. Oh! Ravish was cut off? Ravish me. (laughs) At least ravish me. Oh! Oh boy! Oh, this this is fraught. This is fraught. Fraught. Because he's saying, like, I love him. It's great. Breath of fresh. Those are all good things. Frottage. Frottage. F R A U G H T. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. I. Oh, boy. Jay, why don't we start? We'll start with Jane. I, I, as, as the, uh, only cis dude in the room, I have some thoughts, but, uh, I was I'm I am I have Naomi's head in my voice saying personal threshold. Uh-huh. I mean, <clears throat> it's like some people I think probably uh, don't need to have as much sex as others, and mm-hmm. some people need more. Uh, for me personally, I don't think it would work for me to be in love with someone for a year and a half and not be able to be intimate in the ways that. I want to. I think that's a very long time. I think also there's clearly, like, it doesn't sound like you've been given a real answer as to why it's not happening because Mm -hmm. you want it. And I think that you need to have some real answers if it's going to continue because it's something that you want and you're not getting and you're not getting a reason for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's also like that that idea of – because he says at the end, or it's like, I would like a sensual touch. And 
okay, look, yes, I am sex negative, but I understand <laughs> that there are different ways. That you, it doesn't have to always be penetrative. Do you know what I mean? And, and you can also have like a giver and a receiver. And like there are different ways to do this. And it sounds like he's not getting any of those ways. Sometimes right. it's just about sitting on the couch, eating Italian food. And that is literally bring someone to orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it sounds like he's not even getting that. And yeah. that's like, you know what I mean? That's, that's like, the worry. That, that's yeah. the thing. I think, again, this cultural couple voice, this cult, like whatever the thing is, I think the again like uh, cis het voice is like um, sex is between a man and a woman and it has to be P and V yeah and that's what sex is and v, I was uh, like what's P and V <laughs> point in view oh. um, no or or like uh, guys guys in a uh, gender neutral way of saying guys uh well, There's is- a whole smorgasbord of intimate acts you can partake in. Right. Uh, things fit in all kinds of places. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's ways <Smorgasbord>. of <laughs> there's ways of touching each other that do all kinds of different things. Uh, so look at one- Dr. Ruth over here. <laughs> I didn't know Andy if, would be that guy. If someone's ding dong don't work, you, there's uh, uh, at least thirteen other acts you can. Engage in. I'm like, okay, one, <laughs> uh, mm, two. Okay. Honestly, DM us on Twitter if you come up with all 13. <laughs> if you know all 13, all of us, even Jane, she would love to see that. <laughs> you can touch someone's butt. <laughs> in, the, in a romance novel. Only in a romance novel. But he sounds dissatisfied. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's the problem, which is just like, it seems like the guy is... Uh, libido negative. It seems like he's yeah. uh, his libido has been smashed by a Shrek. It's just nothingness. And that's the worrisome part. Right. Because- well, that's why I'm like, that's why I think the the worrisome part is also not knowing why. Because there's so many mm-hmm. reasons why. This person could be in a secret relationship with someone else. This person could secretly Ooh. be a cokehead. This person could just have emotional issues. and Or this person could just have anatomical issues. Like, it's like, there's yeah. literally so many reasons and I think that it's not fair that not only is he not getting some, but he's not getting the reason why he's not getting some. That's true. Okay, Jane. Oh, this one you're calling. This one you're calling. It is. It's the, the that's the thing that we're just like. Okay, okay. It's the the non communication. The guy, his boyfriend shuts down. It seems the conversation when it gets brought up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's that. It's it's all of the stuff together. That's like. Like, uh, hey, Mr. Detective, I gave you all the clues. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's no. It seems like it really feels like you know, if possible, the next step is to try to have another frank conversation. You know what I mean? Because we don't know when the last one took place. Okay, six months later, whatever. And you say it's like I'm asking him, and I'm not really getting answers. Sit down after a nice evening and just be like, can we talk about this? You know, don't wait till you're like in bed and kissing and then trying to spring it. It's like too stressful. <laughs> like a trap. Yeah. It's just like, I got you in bed now. Why? Why? But it's like, wait and like have a conversation. And then like how that conversation goes is your answer. Right? Like if the, if you know, if he shuts you down. Totally. If he's like, I didn't go to the doctor, like I said, or. What, you know what I mean? Any of that, like, that that response, I think, will let you know what needs to happen. And it doesn't, you know, and it, and it sucks when someone's, like, great in every other aspect. Because then, I don't know, because then you feel like, 
am I just some libidinous monster? You know what I mean? Like, you know, if someone's like, great, and then you're not doing that. You're so like, fucking Freudian today. <laughs> I don't know. Super egos, libidos. Just feeling like, it's like what's wrong with me? It's like, it's not, it's not wrong to want to be physically close. Not in your relation. This, I like, look, there's, this is the thing that's like about this question that's like, like, you could have two people who have just two different libido levels. And yeah, that's yeah, yeah, fine. but we're not talking about this. this yeah, we're we not talking. Yeah, had sex yeah. once. Yes, not that's once. the where I'm like. But again, this might be your friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like this might be your bestie, mm-hmm. your bestie, mm-hmm. but not your lover. But guys, if we're taking our own advice, there are cup all different kinds of couples. Well, out yeah, there. I mean, I was gonna say like, well, what if he is allowed to have sex with other people and they remain in a relationship? You know, it's like if yeah. you're not getting what you need, you have to get it somewhere and. That, but he doesn't want to do that. And yeah. I'm with him. I love him. He's like, I don't want to be a sister wife. Is what he said. Oh, he did? Media. He's like, oh. I don't want to be a sister wife. And I was oh. like, I hear you. So that's the thing. It's like, what what you want from your relationship is not wrong. And it's not something you should have to apologize for or contort yourself to not want. Do you know Agreed. what I mean? You just have to change yourself for wanting that. Yep. It's a very natural thing to want. It's natural. I don't know. I <laughs> very say, natural. It's very natural. I say completely change your wants and desires. I say <laughs> stick your wants and desires Put your in dick a box. away forever. <laughs> Lock it in a box. <laughs> Lock it. Slice it off. <laughs> Slice it Absolutely off. Absolutely not. Don't. That's not our advice. But no. I'm goofing. We, we already <laughs> said the real advice. I know. I know. Uh, or when your boyfriend is sleeping. Um. Why not get some kind of like clonopin? Uh, and so I'm scared. Is this like a date rape situation? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was going to say, make sure he doesn't wake up and then implant a hydraulic pump in his penis. Implant oh. a hydraulic In his penis. Th- Where did you think I was going to go with that? That's the only <laughs> obvious place to go is surgically implant a hydraulic pump into your boyfriend's penis. And then you don't have to have the conversation. <laughs> I think people in this con- in this country, in America, <laughs> no, but I think people in general, ha- uh, uh, when it, you get around money and sex, uh, it's v- you. People are don't have the vocabulary perhaps to talk about these things, or um, are filled with some kind of like shame, either religious shame or just like cultural repressed shame. Yeah, and so it's just like these conversations become do you ever have i don't know jane have you ever felt this like a a, kind of like emotional force field that you can't push past like you're having a conversation with someone and you want to say something you can't say it no i have the opposite problem (laughs) are you i overshare and i'm like as i get older i'm trying to learn be like okay that's not something that you need to say on the radio (laughs) so you never had boundaries and now you're trying to build boundaries Kind of. <laughs> Wait, why? Like, did your parents, like, are they, like, super... Uh, Maybe, like, don't answer that. Open. Don't answer that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, I I think that I just... I love... I love getting into the, the real <laughs> shit, you know? Um, Jane's, at, like, at a party in a corner with one person, one of them sobbing. Yeah. Yeah, like, you'll, like, yeah. be in that mode. Be like, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, no, my mom definitely is, like, a share, like an open sharer. So that maybe that's why I'm an open sharer. Yeah. I mean, that's what we, like, at parties. Oh, that's what, that's what we do. Cry? Like, what, do want? what was that? Yes, cry. <laughs> also, literally, like, 
at okay. Kevin's party. We like went to some party, and I don't know how it happened, but next thing you know, this woman is telling me about her like divorce, and I'm like, go on. What's your name again? You know what I mean? Didn't even get the name, but I'm in deep and invested in her life. And I'm there just like, did you see these cupcakes they got here? <laughs> I mean, it's why you were like an actress and writer, right? I mean, that's we love to think about why people are doing things. Yeah. It's very, but like, as we said, though, everybody's struggling with something. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. I wonder that. I will. Yes, they are. <laughs> they are. It's the human condition. Unless you're like, you know, the the small percentage of socio or psychopath things. There's some people, though, I meet, especially out here, where I'm like, oh, you grew up in a happy home. You know what I mean? Some That's people true. are like, oh, like you... It's more for me what I pick up on and or, or I'm always so um, impressed slash baffled by is a lack of insecurity. You know what I mean? Mm. People who are just like literally like, this is me. Mm. I'm like, wow. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm Mm. like, Mm -hmm. like, what happened? What did your parents do? (laughs) What book did you read when you were 12? Yeah, I know what you mean. I keep trying to peel the layers back to see if there's some issues. (laughs) I'll be like, what? No. How about your mom? How about your dad? Uh, Siblings? Uh, You go to uh, boarding school? What's going on here? What's going on with your... Uh, and then if there's nothing at the end of that, then I'm like, so I'm going to go check out the potato chips. Right. You've got nothing from them. Yeah, You're not news. fun to talk to. Yeah. Jane, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. How, how do you feel now? I feel good. She's still good. She's I'm still, still good. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about, I was, I, yeah, I mean, I like what you guys are doing here. <laughs> I'm gonna go listen to the other ones. <laughs> They're not all this. This is like with special guests. Oh, come we're on. We're having a fun time. Oh, come on. But you guys are always answering questions, right? About relationships. Oh, we do. There's, there's, you know what? This is a multi-platform podcast. <laughs> we do. We have a live show where we cut up bits of the live show and play it for everyone. We some we talk to couples sometimes. Wow. Or siblings or friends about their relationship. Wow. Yes, I said relish, everyone. I love it. I'm an adult man. <laughs> we started this with relish. Yeah. But, but it's good to get him. I'm trying <laughs> to get him into my briefs, you know? <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. The Baller Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, don't, don't you ever forget it. We're not only cover the latest in entertainment but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source that's right we have celebrity guest hosts exclusive interviews and it all goes down on the bother alert show podcast we are your number one source for the culture so like dj Khaled says don't ever play yourself join the conversation today head on over to the ball alert show and join me ferrari simmons join me Sue solo and it's all produced by me oct on the baller alert show podcast available on iHeartRadio app on apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Katie Couric. I'm Bozma St. John. I'm an award-winning journalist, if I do say so myself. And I'm a hot-to-trot, trailblazing marketing executive. <laughs> and we're very confident. <laughs> we wanted to combine Bose's business and branding expertise with Katie's natural curiosity to create a podcast responding to this moment in time. Welcome to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. Each week, we'll interview innovators, creatives, and CEOs to find out how our pandemic present will forever change the business of tech and media, travel and leisure, education and sports, fashion and pop culture. Because in many ways, this has been a really dark time, but it's also a time for reassessing, recalibrating, and finding the light. We're doing 10 episodes, and you can catch them every Thursday. So listen to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.